Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. It's Watt Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. <clears throat> I'm recording a new one. Well, I actually recorded one this morning, but it, it sounded freaking horrible. I sounded so damn incoherent that I figured after uh, an eight-hour shift... Eight to nine hours shift. Some coffee, some liquids, I'd be a little better. So if I'm clearing my throat, forgive me. I have some chest congestion. But let's take a look at the, um, well, the weekend that was of college football. Uh, Wednesday, I should be uh, recording a podcast for the North Carolina game. And, you know, Pat Arduzzi has press conference and supposedly said some zingers that... Well, one in particular that's sending people off. And, and what's funny was, is when I did this podcast earlier today, I touched on it that if um, one thing that's really held Pitt back against North Carolina the last few, you know, last few meetings has been, you know, Mitch Trubitsky and how good he was. And, you know, how good he was last year to, to bring him back and so on and so forth. And, you know, obviously he made a comment that's, you know, that basically said, you know, if they don't have Trubisky, they don't beat us. And that, that's the truth. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying he's being cocky, but that's pretty much the truth. If they don't have Trubisky, they don't, they, they don't be picked at all. But Trubisky's gone. North Carolina sucks. So this is an opportunity right now for Panner Doozy to put his money where his mouth is and, 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 and beat the, uh, beat the Tar Heels. I wanted to say beat the assholes, but, well, I just didn't, but there you go. So here you go. Put your money where your mouth is. Take care of them. All right. Starting off, well, obviously one of the big stories from over the weekend is the Big Ten going down in flames in terms of the college football playoff. Higher State got its second loss in terms of getting destroyed by Iowa, which was a shocker. But playing Iowa isn't easy to do. You know, Iowa's a scrappy team. They're going to give you a hard time. Offensively, they may not be a big of a threat because they don't get all those players Ohio State does or, or Penn State or whoever, or Michigan for that matter. But they're, but what it, what's great about Frentz is that he, he may have some, some, some really down years, but then the team, you know, and you, and you think that Frentz is done and that, you know, his window's gone, you know, his window's gone. Time to look for a new coach, some younger blood, and out of nowhere, his you know his teams just come out of nowhere and they just do stuff like this. And if you think about it, they should be at Penn State, and if they would if they would have held on, good lord, they I mean they they would they would have only one loss total, and we'd be talking about them you know possibly for big you know for continuing for the Big Ten uh, title game. But, I mean, that's just one thing to factor in. I mean, 
Anybody, you know, people you always factor out of Iowa, but friends just come, you know, these teams just come out of nowhere and they, they do it. But, um, you know, I think with Ohio State, they try to out finesse Iowa, which is something you really can't do against Iowa. You can't finesse Iowa. Iowa's tough and physical. You finesse them, they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're just going to knock you around. They're going to bully you, and that's what they did pretty much. You know, and, you know, early in the game, they, they pick off JT Barrett, and that was that. It was a pick six, and that pretty much hit the toe for the rest of the game. And pretty much it was going to be a long day for Ohio State. And if they didn't get together, that's pretty much what was going to happen. And they never got together. Because um, pretty much it was, the game was over after the first half. They were, you know, they won no part of Iowa. Now, Penn State, different story. I mean, I was, I was amazed at Penn State early in the game because they just have so many different ways to beat you. Especially in the passing game. I mean, different guys just step up on their on their team. But um, I you know Saquon Barkley's Heisman hopes pretty much went down in flames over the weekend as well. And I'm not sure what it is, but I know talking to uh, some of my um, Penn State you know alumnus buddies, they don't like Joe Moorhead and they don't think that his offensive philosophies really translate well in the Big Ten. I mean. They throw the ball pretty good. You know, you got that. But I think, you know, in terms of Saquon Barkley, it's, it just doesn't seem like uh, they're doing much with him right now. That they should be. I mean, in terms of getting the ball in those hands, I mean, uh, the, I mean, it's a read option is their offense. And um, there just doesn't seem much, much imagination. I mean, if you put Saquon Barkley in like a pit offense, like a pro style, He's his. I bet. I bet you his numbers are a lot better than what they would be right now. Penn with Penn State. I mean, there are time. There were some games where Barkley's numbers weren't great, and it's because the team sucked. And you know, when he did get the ball, he was explosive. But there was no need to you know to feed him the rock thirty times. But you know, if you put him in if you put him in Pitt's offense, he's probably. Could have a lot more rushing yards. I just don't think they're doing much with them. And you know, watching that game, it seemed like they just abandoned the run and they were just throwing the ball all over the place. And uh, you know, Sparty, you know, they didn't run the ball that great either. And they they took advantage of some of some wrinkles in Penn State's defense that got exposed. And, you know, I thought Penn State was going to win that game, you know, especially with that drop pass near the goal line for Michigan State and then an interception next play. But Penn State started driving, and I thought it was it. But then they had a fourth and three, and they called off pass. It was a slant. They throw a slant, and it went over the receiver's head. And I'm thinking to myself, it's fourth and three. You can't give it to your, high, your, to your Heisman candidate running back. Let him uh, take care of it. But basically, with Penn State, you know, they pretty much, the schedule got tougher, and that's pretty much what happened. And that's that, that's perception. That's what the perception is going to be. Is they were a top team until they got, you know, until things got tougher. I mean, I was, I was factor I was penciling them in already as a uh, playoff team. 
And obviously that didn't work out too well for me. Glad I didn't bet anything on that. So, Big Ten's in flames. Pac-12's pretty much already in flames. So, that, you know, that does that. ACC still holding on with Clemson, and Clemson, you know, beat NC State, and supposedly there's like a big, um, some big controversy involved with that. I guess, uh, some, I guess a laptop on the sideline. I don't know. I, you know, I, I care less about NC State. Screw them. Especially with some of the arrogant comments from them. You know, Notre Dame is still rolling. You know, they, you know, they beat Wake Forest, and uh, Tech and Miami was another one. I thought I thought Miami would be a likely win for Pitt. You know, a likely game Pitt may have may have a chance of winning. And that went out the water. Miami just looks, Miami came out and just took care of business. All of a sudden, we're those old fashioned, you know, Miami Virginia Tech games and what's where, where it's a slugfest. And Miami took it to them. I mean, back in the Big East, day, you know, in the late, late Big East days, you know, before, you know, all the expansion stuff, those two would have slugfests. And Miami held the advantage for good for good bit, and then Tech took advantage of it. You know, their final their final year in the Big East. You know, Tech won that last meeting, and then when when it went to the ACC, Tech pretty much won a whole bunch more over Miami. The you know the program you know, sur- surpassed Miami. And obviously, Baker Mayfield and Oklahoma is now a new flavor of the month. As they beat up Oklahoma State. Well, they didn't beat them up. They won by three. Oklahoma State had a chance to win at the end and just didn't do it. So, I'm not sure what Oklahoma State has, what Oklahoma has left, but obviously, you know, people want to pencil them in now in the playoff. There's two SEC teams in the playoff right now in the top four, but one of them's going to be gone here, you know, in a few weeks when they. Have those um, conference side championships. I wasn't buying Georgia early in the year, and they've just hey, I, I'll tip my hat to them as well. They're doing pretty well. You know, my short happens to TCU. You know, if it's between Oklahoma and TCU, pollsters will always pull for Oklahoma because the rich always get richer. But um, closing out, hopefully, well, hopefully, um, wrapping you know, that pretty much wraps up. I call it, you know, what happened in the weekend that was college football. Pitt basketball they had their exhibition. They beat Slippery Rock, and of course, the big thing was the score early in the game. Slippery Rock had control of the game early, and then Pitt start. Pitt obviously came back and won. And you got some people that say, well, you know. Listen, Slippery Rock missed some shots. You know, pick got lucky. There was a few people like that. So you got a handful of petty Pitt fans who are still upset over what happened. You know, with uh, with their with their savior being with their savior leaving Pitt to go back to TCU. So you have that you have that pain is still approaching. It's going to get even worse as the season goes because you know Pitt's going to start losing games and they're going to take pleasure in it like they always do. Bunch of fucking losers. Sorry, excuse my language. 
But it just is what it is. And, of course, the pit women lost IUP and, I don't know. You know, there's been a lot. Pit, pit women's basketball just is what it is. I mean, they had a handful of good years with Agnes. And it took a lot of work for Agnes to get get pit women there. But she lost the whole recruiting class. And then that was it for her. And Susie McConnell Serio is trying to get it, grab it back, and she's how you know she's got them. She, her second year, she's back in the tournament, but you know Brenna Wise left, and basically Brenna pretty much Brenna pretty much wants to play for a championship team, and that's why she left. You know, usually when you build programs, you're going to have really good players that become sacrificial lambs where they play for crappy teams because that's just how it goes. She want to be one of those people, and that's just that. And who knows, she may not have been one of those people. But that's what she wanted. But hey, hope it works out. Anyways, you got those. Closing out, you know, I'll talk about the Astros a bit. Uh, You know, basically, for what uh, happened the last, you know, know, the team itself, Granted, the last two years, I mean, two years ago with Houston, you had the oil and gas bubble bubble pop, where the gas prices just sank down, and which was great, but then a lot of oil and gas companies started slashing their jobs, because I remember when I, when I first moved to Houston, I worked for an oil and gas company, and they told me basically that, you know, when I saw the oil, when I saw the gas, when I would pump my gas, and I saw the gas prices were up. I was supposed to smile at them because that was what was driving projects, driving jobs, everything, the high gas prices. And, you know, the bubble eventually popped. And a lot of, you know, a lot of companies just, um, you know, they had, to, they had to cut jobs, a lot and a lot of jobs. The thing is, a lot of these companies... They were just living off the gas prices. That was it. They weren't they weren't getting new business or doing new ventures. They were just living off of the work from those uh from whatever the gas prices were driving them. They just had a lot of work with the same projects. That was it. You know, they weren't getting any, any new work and new business. That's really that's really that's all it was. A lot, of the, a lot of these companies just more proactive. And a lot of times when in the oil and gas companies, they overhire and they overpay. And that's why a lot of people love working in oil and gas. Because the, the salaries are much bigger. And it happens. And I remember having a conversation with a, with a lady and she told me she, was, she wanted to find a new job. This was before the bubble popped. Or was about to pop, and she said that um, you know she wanted to go somewhere more stable. And I said, well, "What you know? What industry you want to go into? Maybe I, I have some connections. Maybe I can help you." She said, "Oh, I want to stay in oil and gas." And I told her, "Well, you said it's not stable." And she said that she knows, but the the the, the pay is so much better. Yeah. But um. That's the thing with Texas being an at-will, 
you know, stay pretty much. They can just cut you just like that. They don't have to give you notice. They can just walk in. They just walk in and tell you to pack your stuff up. You know, that's just how it goes. But anyways, you had that, and plus you had what happened with Harvey. And there's a lot of people that are still you know, living in hotels. You know, I have a coworker who lives in a hotel right now with him and his wife. So there are a lot of people that are still displaced. So what this Astros team did was they provided a uh, distraction, kind of like you know how the, the Steelers provided one for the you know for the city when they were. Um, well, no, when the steel industry was leaving and jobs were leaving, St- times were crappy, but getting cra- crappy and getting crappier. But at least, the, at least the football team provided them, you know, so- something that gave them something to cheer about. Wow. Excuse me. People down the co- people just on the concept of uh, turning arrows when they when they're, when they're gone. So. You know, I mean, game six, people thought it was in the bag. You know, and I thought to myself, this is gonna, this is going to really suck if they lose this game when they lose the series, because this series going to be crushing so these fans. But the team pulled through, and I remember, you know, it was late. I remember pulling my pulling my son out of the bed, although he was half awake anyway. And I remember letting him watch the final inning. And I waited till it was all said and done because I didn't want to pull him out and then have the Astros choke because then I'd have to hear about it for the rest of my life. But we sat, we watched the game and, well, the rest of the game and the celebrations, everything. It was great, you know. You know, um, my dad and I had World Series tickets for the Pirates three years in a row, and of course, they just it never happened. So I never really got the experience, you know, World Series, you know, Pirates World Series at least with my dad. But at least my son, you know, me and him got to experience the Astros. You know, because moving here, I pretty much adopted the Houston teams, and although I'm still, a, you know, a Steelers fan, I still, you know, I still like the Pens. I mean, I've always loved the Pens. It's just I don't follow hockey as much as I used to because there's no hockey here. It's all basketball, football, and baseball. And even, and even the sports talk guys here don't even openly admit they know nothing about hockey, which makes it even worse. So, yeah, that. But in the end of the day, I mean, it was a, it was a happy ending. People, you know, were ec- ecstatic. And, you know, for me, I I mean, for me, this was probably a more surreal moment to be in. More so than the uh, the two Stanley Cups I saw as a kid. And the one before I left Pittsburgh. And, of course, the two Super Bowls back, you know, the Steelers won not too long ago. You know, I was, was, those were great, but this was, I don't know what it was. Maybe because it was the World Series, it was Houston's first championship in the, you know, in baseball. Or it was just what happened the last two 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 months, you know. You know, with seeing everybody, you know, with everybody, you know, dealing with the, what they have to deal with, and a lot of them are still living that nightmare. But at least they have this feel good ending, and it brought you know it brought the city together. Because you know, as the Astros end, 
you know, there's the Texans, and they're just a, they're just a pile of, you know, they're just a dumpster fire right now, and And um, yeah, the Rockets and the Rockets will go to the playoffs, but they'll get to this first or second round. And they'll choke. They'll get. They'll have an easy first round opponent, and then they'll get to the second round and blow it. But anyways, you'll see it back probably on Wednesday. I'll be. I'll, be, I'll talk North Carolina about all the fun things ahead. I guess you know those matchups and, of course, the weekend of college football. That's that's gonna be upon us. So it's gonna be fun. Like it always is. And it's crazy that this regular season for college football is almost over. I mean, well, bull season, but still, it's just going too fast anymore. But I'll stop babbling. Hell to pit.